Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, and welcome back to hashtag Hey19 right here on NRMStreamcast.com. I am so excited. We are talking about um, we are talking about today um, Autism Awareness Month, and I have my daughter Jessa. She's connected with us now. She is a um, a master's level psychologist. We have Joshua Spears in the house. He's a great friend of mine, motivational speaker, and author. And we are in the second half of this. And if you missed the first half, you got to go back and watch it. It is just awesome. Jessa Jessa gave us all kinds of great information. But we're going to kick things off, Jessa, with with this question right. Right here and um, when you're not when you are not working and you're not working out let everybody know what you like to do to to escape from work um, so I have two dogs that require a lot of attention um, so I like taking them on walks doing all of that um, but I also do roller derby so um, that's Sort of my main. <laughs> That's awesome. And, 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 you know, does roller derby, do, does that help you kind of escape from, from work and, and all the stress that, you know, that happens at work? Uh, it definitely helps when um, you're going to practice or you're going to games and you're just hitting your friends. Because <laughs> um, uh, it's a way to get that physical sort of um, maybe aggression or emotion out. Um, on people who are not going to be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jessa, being a, a, a single girl, does does being a psychologist does does that um, does that scare a lot of guys because of the fact they always think that you're looking at them and reading into what they're saying, what they're doing, what they look like. They look Has that like, been tough for you? Um, I do think it can definitely be tough. Um, I remember one person, um, you know, you're just getting to know somebody and they asked me what my job was and they just completely quit talking to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I understand. I'm not, I'm not psychoanalyzing everybody, um, contrary to what people like to think, but that's okay. Do you have, Jessa, I know that we, we've talked about that, but do you have a, a special memory of somebody that really, really touched your heart um, since you've been into this business? I feel like I have so many of those kinds of stories, um, but one in particular uh, was this um, teenager who came in. He basically wanted the the, uh, the autism assessment for himself. It wasn't his parents um, asking for it or anything. It was just something that he always kind of, I guess, researched and had in the back of his mind and was just really curious. Um, he also had a younger sibling that was diagnosed with pretty severe autism. So he kind of felt bad bringing it up to his parents because he was a high functioning um, teenager. Um, so it was just kind of cool to like take for him to take it into his own sort of hands and come in on his own. Um, obviously, we got permission from the parents and everything, um, but it was just kind of cool to see like that he had been doing this re research by himself um, and was just wanting to to make sure, I guess. 
you know, just with with the stigma that that comes with it, how do you put young men and young women at ease when they sit down at the table with you? That's got to be kind of tough for for you to, you know, they, they got to be coming in. They have butterflies. They're scared. And and like, how, how do you as at ease? Um, so I guess before I even sit down with the child or individual, I kind of try to get a sense of like things they like or things that they're they have experience with, places they've been. I sort of ask parents those kind of questions so that I have something to open with and it's not like awkward, I guess. Um, so I'll, I'll sort of start with that. Like, hey, um, your mom says you have uh, a pet cat named whatever. And I'll ask about that and and that kind of sort of make things more comfortable. Do they ever ask you questions back? Like, like, like when you're asking them questions, do they ever ask you questions back? Or <laughs> is that always a good thing you want them to do that? You, de I mean, you definitely want want them to ask you questions. That's that's sort of like a good social skill is to um, be interested in what the other person is saying and what their experience in life is. So um, that's kind of one of the things we look for when we're doing the assessment is, um, you know, is this individual um, wondering what I'm thinking or, um, you know, has any interest in, in what I'm what I like or what I'm doing with my life. Um, so I definitely get excited when they do because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Jessa, how can siblings be included in the care of children with autism? So, you know, how when, when one child has it and others don't, how, how can they be involved in their life as far as making them do different things and learning? Is that, is, that, is that part of it too, is not only dealing with the person that is that has autism, but dealing with the families and showing them what to do when that does happen? Yeah, so I definitely think that's an important part of it is for the family to sort of understand what this diagnosis means and how they can help that individual. Um, so a lot of times when somebody with autism is getting treatment, they'll work with the families too, um, usually parents. And I, and I hope that the parents um, will talk with siblings too to sort of make them understand uh, where this other child is coming from and how they can help um, just in maybe like social uh, skills, building those um, and, and things like that. Jessa, I got a quick question too. I was thinking about like with all the great things you're sharing about autism, and it seems like more and more we're hearing more and more about autism. Uh, and I assume just like with any medical development, it, we're always learning more. How long has it been something that has been getting diagnosed? Like how long ago did had, how long has it been since they identified this as an issue that they can treat? And how many? You know, I, I just was curious. Um, I don't know the specific year or anything, but I do know, you know, like you're saying, we have been learning a lot more about it in recent in recent years. And so a lot of people have concerns that um, autism is being diagnosed too frequently. But um, when you really think about it, that's because we have more information about it. We know what it looks like. We know that it's a spectrum um, and that it can look very different in, in different individuals. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with the increasing numbers of you know, another thought this I question. had. A, a, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Joshua. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Another thought I, had, I know somebody personally who adopted a, a, 
a child they're on the spectrum they weren't they i know exactly where they're at with that but they, they adopted this young man when he was like 13 uh, which is obviously very old do you find that with um children that are like in the system so to speak are they are they much more destined to stay in the system so to speak and then like once they get out like if they don't have a fair that's keep thinking about all the different you know damaged populations where people might not have as health care like yourself is, is there is there things that the that, that are being done to help those people and are they more likely to be orphans are they more likely to not get adopted i mean what other challenges do these people have because i would imagine it would be substantial Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of challenges. And I've seen a lot of kids that are in the foster care system. Um, and it's, it's very hard. Um, obviously, a lot of times, when you have a kid with, with um, such, I guess, severe autism, and then you, you tack on to that, like being in the system, uh, or being um, underprivileged, or in a, in a, not so great community, I guess, with little resources, that makes things a lot harder on families um, or, or foster families or potential adoptive parents. Um, there are things being done. It just depends on, I guess, the state that you live in. So um, for example, here in Michigan, um, we've had this sort of um, Medicaid program that allows for uh, you to get really early intervention services and to get tested really early. Um, but people don't always know that those are options. And I think that's, that's where things need to, we need to concentrate our efforts is getting that information out there so that, so that parents and foster families and everybody knows that there are resources. That's awesome. I know a question just came in right here on Twitter. Uh, somebody's watching the show right now. And this is a great question. And Jessa, they're asking you, what can I do because my child never listens and I seem to be always nagging them? So what, obviously this is a parent. I want to have a child. This is my reality too. <laughs> I think that's a reality for all parents, um, no matter, you know, if your kid has a diagnosis or doesn't. Um, kids don't listen all, all the time or really half the time. So um, I think I think it really depends on on the kid and on the parents relationship with the kid. Um, really, the most basic sort of suggestion I can give and what I usually tell parents is to sort of um, if it's a younger kid, set up. Um, like like a behavioral chart or something if they're if there's something you're wanting them to do or not want them to do um make it like visual so they can see like if i do this x many times um i get this reward and it could be something very little it could be like um you know i get to go ride my bike outside for 10 minutes while my while my uh my parent like goes with me or something like that it doesn't have to be like oh i'm gonna go to the store and buy you a toy um just little sort of reinforcements like that to um, get them to, to want to do these things. I want to also let everybody know right now that I, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to call in, please do so. You can call in at 844 999 
844-999-9249. Again, you can call us right now at 844-999-9249. Thank you for putting it up on the screen. Again, 844-999-9249. And I do want to share, someone just, just sent me a comment. They're listening. Anna, I want to say hello to you. Thank you for watching the show. I also want to thank Susan. I told everybody that in the last... Um, uh, episode, uh, Susan was making me and Jessa some really cool, um, uh, you know, these little, uh, what do you call these? Uh, so what I'm looking for here, guys, masks, yeah, mask. masks. So there you go. So I got, I got a couple of masks from Susan I, and Susan, I hope, and I appreciate this one, but uh, I'm not going to put it on, but it's pink. So I'm hoping that that one's for Jessa. So the pink one is for Jessa, probably the blue and black ones for me. So thank you for looking out. Those of you that do know me and, and you just tweeted me, uh, thank you. Those of you that don't know, you can follow me at uh, MC Johnny D number four on Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow me at Motivational Cowboy and you can find everything out about me at MotivationalCowboy.com. And speaking of Twitter, this comment just came in and Jessa, they, um, they're asking for, um, you, you know, what kind of advice could you give, uh, you know, a parent or even a child? And what they wrote after this was, was pretty, pretty awesome. And it, it was obviously a quote and it says, be kind to everyone because everyone is fighting a battle. It doesn't matter how educated we are, what we do for a living. We're all fighting something inside. But with the parents that are watching right now that they have a child or maybe that they are watching and they've been diagnosed with autism. Jessa, what advice could you give somebody listening and watching right now? Um, basically, just just to be patient and be considerate. Um, I, I do think that's a really good quote that you just read um, because you really don't know what other people are going through all you see is what you know they allow you to see or you know they're not you don't know what's really going on um so just trying to be understanding um and patient yes yeah, so can a person you oh. go ahead i'm sorry go ahead joshua so Jess, I, was, I was just curious you're obviously very knowledgeable a lot of experience dealing with uh, you know folks with autism with your role, do you, um, as a psychologist, do you, do you deal with people with other issues as well? Or is it primary, are you focused primarily on autism? Um, that's my primary focus, but I do have experience um, with other things because, you know, people come in thinking that they might have an autism diagnosis when really it's something else. And um, it's just good to be able to give people those answers um, and recommendations for what to do. Jessa, another question just came in on Twitter, and this is actually really, really good. Can it be? Can can a person be 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 diagnosed with autism and then grow out of it, or is it something that they live with for the rest of their life? Mm -hmm. So, if somebody was properly diagnosed with autism, I'd say that it is a lifelong thing. It's not something you grow out of, um, but that doesn't mean that it will always look the same. Um, they can obviously learn a lot of different skills, um, and, and really, eventually, it might not be very obvious that somebody is diagnosed with autism. 
Okay. And and then this one just came in right after that. And Jessa, I don't know, again, I don't know the right questions and the wrong questions to ask. So I'm just asking these questions and you could either answer them or don't answer them. But this one here, are childhood vaccines responsible for autism? This is actually one of my favorite questions. Um, okay. <laughs> because a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people do ask it because they're misinformed. Um, and uh, there is no evidence to suggest that vaccines cause autism. No evidence at all. Um, so I think sometimes they seem correlated because that's around the age where you start to see the symptoms of autism. And so it's just a coincidence that um, kids get vaccines at that time too. Okay, that's a great answer. Joshua, do you have anything or you want me to go? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, uh, okay. I'm just taking it all in. I think, I, I really think, of, when I think of autism, and I don't know if you'll go here or not, but I just think of all the movies I've seen of different people, you know, with autism. And I, I know maybe that's not where the interview is supposed to go, but I think of Rain Man or The Accountant with Ben Affleck. I would imagine there's a lot of you know, and, and that that my first exposure to autism was Rain Man, to be honest with you, like, you know, seeing that, that. now a different case, maybe, but. That's a great question, Joshua. And, and, and you bring up Hollywood. And sometimes when it comes to certain things, Hollywood doesn't get it. And they, and they don't do things the right way. But then sometimes Hollywood is a great is a great platform to really get the word out there. Jessa, how do you feel about some of the movies that are out there that has have autism and autistic people in them? Have they done a good job in Hollywood? Um, you know, a lot of the movies I think are really good movies and um, it's always good to make people aware of autism. I don't necessarily think that um, they're not like accurate in the information that they're giving, um, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Uh, there's a show on Netflix that I actually really like um, called Atypical, and I think that's a really good um, show ab about a kid with autism, if anyone ever wants to watch it. Um, but I do know Rain Man, obviously, I, I a lot of people know that movie. Um, and it was a very interesting movie, um, but I think a lot of times in Hollywood, they make uh, people with autism seem like they always have these um, very specific sort of um, impressive savant-like skills, when then that's not always the case. Jess, so when, when, when it comes to here, but We actually have a caller on the line. We have Morgan from Nebraska, if you'd like to speak to her. Okay. We have Morgan from Nebraska? That's correct. You're on the air, Morgan. Outstanding, Morgan. How are you? Good. Awesome. How are you? You're doing good today. How are you dealing with all this? Staying at home, no school. It's hard. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> Joshua and Jessa, for those of for both of you that that you guys know who Morgan is, Jessa Morgan is the little girl that turned 13 years old that we all sent cards to. So say hello, Jessa, to Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Morgan, do you have a question for Jessa or for Joshua? We just wanted to say hi. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much. And I'm glad you're doing so well. And again, congratulations on your big award that you got last week. I'm so proud of you, kiddo. 
Thank you. All right. Have an outstanding afternoon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Jessa, what is one of the the most like one of the one of the most misunderstood things about autistic people? You know, so many things. You know, you know, people say different things, but what's one of the things that that, that people get wrong? Um, I think one of the biggest things people get wrong is that individuals with autism um, just can't do typical everyday things like go to college or get a good job, um, things like that. Because I, I know of a lot of individuals who do in fact do that. Um, I've had people uh, getting out of high school and getting full rides to go to a university that have autism, which I think is pretty cool. Now, you know, you brought up different things that you do when, when, a, when a person has it, but is there, is there like medicines that are also given to, uh, you know, men and women that are, are, are that are artistic? Um, there's not really a medication specifically f to treat autism. Um, there might be medications to treat associated sort of symptoms. Um, that people within, with autism have, um, like anxiety um, or more severe cases, um, pretty significant aggression or behavioral problems, uh, those kinds of things they might get medication for. Okay. Okay. That's a great, that, that's a great thing. So, so you're saying that people can, you know, go to work, they, they can go to school, they, they can have jobs and stuff like that. I'm looking for someone just, um, uh, this isn't a question about um, autism, but I want to make sure that um, it's, this one just came in on Twitter and they said, what is the difference between a person that is autistic and a person that has Asperger's? Um, so Asperger's is a term that used to be used. It's not really used anymore. Um, but really, it, it's the same as saying that somebody has very mild or high-functioning autism. It, that's the same uh, as what Asperger's used to be. But now that autism is considered a spectrum disorder, Asperger's is no longer used as a term. You know, there has been musicians, there's been actors that have autism. Do you feel that that young men and women or just men and women in general that are artistic, do you believe that that they are more of an artistic person? Like like because of the way that they, they, they think differently than us? Um I guess it really depends on the on the individual. I wouldn't say that all people with autism are artistic per se. Um, a lot of individuals are very fact oriented. So if you try if you try to um, have them sort of read between the lines, um, it's going to be very hard for them. Um, and it actually can be kind of funny, but um, yeah, they're they just sometimes have a different way of thinking. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. Obviously, it's it's just different. You know, one thing, you know, dealing with, with, with NASCAR, Jessa, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's numbers. I don't know if it's the color of the cars, but you'd be surprised how many young men and women that I have met through the years and years and years of racing that um, they have autism. And, and is, that, is that something that you think because maybe of the colors and the cars and everything else? I mean, they are so smart when it comes to everything. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of times people with autism, um, they have what we call very specific interests. So they might get hooked on one thing and it might be uh, NASCAR or whatever else, certain cartoon characters, logo. I've seen a kid get obsessed with logos from different movies. Um, it, it just really depends. Um, but they hook onto that interest and they could tell you a lot about it if, if it's something they really, really like. Yeah, with just a couple minutes left, Joshua, do you have a, one last question before we wrap things up here? Yeah, I think uh, it, it, when it comes to the parents that you're, you talked about how sharing that information with them is something that can be challenging. What are your thoughts on the stigma around autism? Because it sounds like it sounds like it could be for some people perceive it as this really bad sentence, so to speak, but it sounds like it could not be so. What do you think about like ease in people's mind about autism? And if I'm a parent and I hear about someone's going to be around my kids that's autistic, what, what can, things can you say to people who might be nervous? Okay, there's this kid who's going to be at this get together and I'm not sure, you know, because that's just a reality as a parent, what you deal with. When you know there's a, a child like that at something that you're going to, people tell you about it like you need to be aware. And, and I, in most cases, don't see why I should be aware. They're just a child with some different differences. But does that make sense? I'm, you know, what, what can I, you I think, I, think I understand. Yeah. I think I understand what, what you're getting at. Um, and on one hand, you don't want to, like, single out that individual and, like, already have people thinking that something is wrong with them. Um, but on the other hand, I think there are instances where it is important to know beforehand that somebody might be different um, so that you can try to have, you know, you or your kids be more understanding of that. Um, I was actually taking a walk the other day um, outside and there was a kid who um, was really struggling. His, his I think it, it was his mom and grandma walking him down the street and he was screaming and hitting and there were other people walking around and you could just tell that they are kind of judging this parent like what is she doing why is she letting her kid hit her like that um but for somebody like me who has a lot of experience with kids who are different um i kind of just you know i didn't i made sure i didn't walk around her or cross the street and i was just like hey how are you doing um you know being pretty normal and she just like you could tell she appreciated the fact that she wasn't being um, ostracized. Jessa, where are some of the places that people can go to to get more information if they think that either they have it or maybe one of their kids have it? Um, if you're wondering about uh, a diagnosis or anything, um, it's always good to go to um, your child's pediatrician so they can do a screening and then give you a referral to a a specialist. Um, if you're an adult, um, it's a little bit harder, um, but you can still go to your primary care physician um, and seek out a specialist that way. Um, if you have a really young child, it depends on your state, um, but you can look for early intervention sort of programs. 
Jessa, I, I just can't thank you enough. It's taken a long time to get you onto one of my shows, but I appreciate you being out here. Uh, Joshua Spears, thank you so much. I can't, I can't thank you both enough. And, and again, this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling all of you, be safe, have fun, have yourselves an outstanding day, and check out the rest of the shows right here on nrmstreamcast.com. We'll see you next time.